Welcome to the Level Up Diaries. I'm your host, Bree Norell. You're locked into the place where dream chasers dive into real life, real goals, and across-the-board elevation. This is about more than just clout and cash. It's about leveling up on every level. Don't forget to like, make this a favorite, and tell your friends about it. Let's get into it. This is episode slash entry tray number three. It's happening now. Today I'm explaining where I've been because I know I've been semi-missing and I owe y'all an explanation. And we're going to touch on a touchy subject, a touchy topic, a touchy situation, and that's being triggered. So before we get started, I'm going to use my best of best voices. I told you all that at some point I'm going to rap. You're going to get a small taste of that today, but I'm actually just going to be reciting these rap lyrics like I'm reciting poetry or just some lines. So get into that. It's relevant. Um, And this quote comes from Mr. Earl Simmons, a.k.a. DMX. So let's go. Y'all going to make me lose my mind up in here, up in here. Y'all going to make me go all out up in here, up in here. Y'all going to make me act a fool up in here, up in here. Y'all gonna make me lose my cool up in here, up in here. So after I unpack all of this, it's all gonna make sense. So just flow with me. First and foremost, we need to get into a formal definition of what it means to be triggered. Well, it's not necessarily a formal definition, but it is a working definition. So we're all on the same page. I did some research because we need to be on point and I just pulling things out of wherever we pull them from, that's not credible. Um, From this, Dr. Laura K. Chang, her article was called How to Identify Emotional Triggers, and it can be found on mindfulnessmuse.com. So the working definition for a trigger are thoughts, feelings, or events that seem to cause an automatic response to or from a person. Even though the response may feel automatic, the emotional reaction to the trigger is voluntary. So, y'all, I mean, basically, that's where I've been. I've been away dealing with life and the trigger. So, just a level of transparency, because that's how we move around here at the Level Up Diaries. Um, Here are my major triggers, and these are things that I've discovered as a result of living life, um, becoming more aware, going to therapy, and being open to just, like, the process of self-awareness. My major triggers are feeling unheard, ooh, feeling disrespected, um, feeling manipulated, or like somebody is trying to finesse me, um, feeling boxed in, or like I have limited options, feeling rejected, like, what you mean you don't want me? I'm great. What's wrong with me? That's a thought pattern. So, you know, feeling rejection is a big one. Feeling loss of control in an area where I feel like I once had control. That's another trigger. Um, Experiencing a void or a significant loss. And last but not least, injustice. Of those, the major ones that I've been kind of dealing with lately are feeling unheard, feeling manipulated, and um, 
feeling boxed in, mixed with a little bit of um, experiencing and moving through avoiding significant loss. And I'll talk a little bit more about that a little bit later. But what good is it to know your triggers? I mean, it's cool to know your triggers, but if you don't know why you respond that way or what your responses are, it's, it's probably time to go a little bit deeper. And we're all at different places in our level of journey, our self-discovery journey. But um, just to be totally transparent, I'm gonna share some typical responses I have when I am triggered and I'll even give you some examples, but please don't hold them against me and don't try me because now you know what my responses are. Thank you. <laughs> so the first one, um, the first way that I respond when I'm triggered is I'll, I'll act indifferent. So you're going to get nonchalant, unbothered. I mean, so what? And that's a protective measure. It's, it's a protective thing and it's preserving um, whatever control I feel like I do have. And sometimes that can be helpful to move with indifference. And sometimes I actually am 100% indifferent. Like I don't have a feeling in that moment. But a lot of times um, I do have a feeling and I'm downplaying it because I i don't want to be vulnerable in that moment. And I don't want to share like, hey, I'm hurt or whatever. So I move with indifference immediately when I'm triggered and I end up paying for it later. Um, the next way that I respond when I'm triggered um, typically is get people together. I try to do it respectfully. Sometimes I fail at that, but... Oh, and if you've been a, a victim, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. Let me apologize on record and say that if I got you together and it wasn't respectful and I offended you in some way, you have my sincere apologies. I probably meant what I said at that time, but I apologize for my delivery. But for some reason, you probably still need it for me to get you together. But that's something I do fairly often. I correct stuff because I feel like I can't hold you to a standard if... You don't know that you have a standard and if you don't know that you violated it. So, so often I get people together. I try to give people chances, but if it gets to the point where I feel like we're at the point of no return and I've repeated myself multiple times and you're still trying it, I'm going to tell you about yourself. I'm going to try to do it respectfully and then we're just going to move forward because you triggered me. Next one I caught is let me fix it. Let me fix it. When I'm dealing with an issue and it feels or actually is unresolved, what I found I do is that I'll highlight and address a smaller issue with somebody or something else that I feel is resolvable. And that's done as an act of me trying to assert control over something. So here's a real life example. And no, I'm not about to use names because I don't want anybody trying to come after me. And I want to protect the semi-innocent. Okay, so just recently, I had a misunderstanding with a friend. The misunderstanding did not end well. It didn't feel resolved. Um, I resolved it the best I could, but the other person kind of let some loose ends kind of just lay out there because they felt away. And I held that. And what I did is because it still felt unresolved to me, I ended up reaching out to somebody who um, I felt like their communication had been lacking with me and so I was like, okay, Britt, you in this space. Let's go ahead and address these issues and their lack of consistency and how they're moving with me. So nice try, but 
the bottom line of that is that guess what this person ended up doing after I shared my concerns the person was like listen um, I'm in a space I need more space and I don't want to talk to you right now give me some time mission failed mission not accomplished that was a not good choice and I made a mess out of the situation a bigger mess but that was my attempt um, at trying to gain control of something when I was triggered F minus next one is being straightforward about the issue right then and there and then not considering if it's even the right time for me to be having the straightforward conversation once more, I am an Enneagram type eight. Um, I also known as the, the leader. Um, I come off as brash and abrasive sometimes. I don't mean to, but my straightforward approach oftentimes um, seems like it is translated or comes off to people depending on who they are and the timing and the context as me just being careless like I don't care I'm about to say what I'm gonna say and you gonna take it and it is what it is and sometimes that is exactly how I mean it but many times I once again it's a protective thing I'm asserting myself I want to be very clear in my communication so that you can't say that I'm trying to say something else so but even in that I have to remember a lot of times I remind myself that just because I'm ready to have the conversation and address it because someone has said or done something that triggers me or I'm in a situation that reminds me of something that I've experienced in the past that I want to move forward from and that I want to continue to grow in, I will forcefully impose the discussion about whatever the issue is right then and there. And because I'm ready, my mind frame is we're just about to have this conversation and you'll be fine. The people will be fine. Once again, need some work, need some refinement. I'm being... 100% transparent and I'm sure that you'll see a little bit of yourself in at least one of these if you're keeping it real and being honest so moving forward the next one is whew, replaying an issue a billion million trillion gazillion times in my head and then analyzing my behavior and the other person's behavior on top of it I might say I'm done on surface and that may be true, but a lot of times, even after I'm done, because I'm a thinker, I'm going to go back over and analyze what happened. What did I miss in a moment because of emotion? How, how was the vibe? What, what was being felt? What did I do wrong? How could I have moved differently? And how did I feel about the other person so that I can use it as a tool for growth? Now, this can be helpful, but it can also be hella, hella detrimental because it doesn't allow me to move forward and I'm ruminating in whatever the problem was. And literally it's playing my thoughts like a, like a tape. And who plays tapes anymore? But that's how played out that, that type of mindset is for me. So I'm not fighting you if this is what you do. Get on your growth journey how you get on your growth journey. But I know this is a played way of responding to me. And, and there is a level of reflection that you got to have, I believe, when you're thinking through a situation that ended in a breakdown or that triggered you. You got to think through it so that you can try to resolve it. But I, I, I do it. I can tend to do it to the excess. And that's not healthy. So that's something I'm actively working on. Um, here's a positive one. Talking it over with trusted people. Um, 
I try to process whatever I'm going through. After I process it with myself, I try to run it by someone who I trust. Um, sometimes that's helpful. And I ask for what I need in that. So if I'm talking with a friend about whatever the issue is, I'm letting them know, hey, do you have the capacity first and foremost to talk with me about what's going on? Is this a good time? If they say, yeah, I run it. And I let them know what I need from them. And I say, hey, so if it's a situation where I don't necessarily want any feedback or I'm not ready to receive any, I let them know that. And if I just need them to listen, I let them know that. If I want their raw feedback, I let them know that. And because these are people that I trust, I trust them to let me know where they're at and if what I'm asking for is something that they're able to provide. Next one, packing, packing the issue up and transferring the energy so that I don't have time to think about what's bothering me. So I will literally pack up my schedule. I'll do all of the things and I'll be sister busybody for the sake of not wanting to allow myself like the downtime to think through what in the world just happened and how I'm really feeling about it. Again, temporarily helpful, but in the long run, a whole problem that's not going to resolve anything. And then last but not least, one of the last ways that I respond when I'm triggered is that I get super tight-fisted with areas where I know or I feel I have some level of control. So, for example, if I have a breakdown, let's say, with a boyfriend, and, no, let me not say it like that because it makes it sound like I have more than one boyfriend. I don't have a boyfriend. I I have zero boyfriends. So let me be very clear about that. B is not a player. I don't have multiple boyfriends. I'm using it as an example. So let me reframe that. Let's say that, for example, me and my boyfriend, hypothetically speaking, get into an argument. Let's say that we are not speaking and we feel away about each other. Um, and I feel triggered by whatever our disagreement was about. My tendency could be to get typhus in the other area since that issue feels unresolved and I'm triggered and I may or may not be able or have the capacity to deal with it at that point. All right, this is going wrong over here. Okay, what can I control? I can control my morning routine. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go super hard about this meal prep. I'm gonna go super hard about waking up at this time, reading this book, making sure that my morning routine is together. And then I'm just gonna, I'm I'm gonna be tight-fisted and really serious and ultra-focused about whatever area I decide to choose. And again, can it be helpful? Yes, but the underlying of it is that although I may be helping myself in another area by being more disciplined or really focusing on discipline in the area or control in the area. I'm really not addressing the issue and it's and it's, a, it's a distractor from whatever the main problem is, which in this case, hypothetical Bay is tripping and we don't like him and we're probably about to break up with him, but we don't want to deal with that. So that's a quick rundown of my responses when I'm triggered. It's important that you think about yours and really be honest um, because you'll learn a lot about yourself and you'll also begin to see patterns and and be able to pinpoint like a timeline of, yo, this is when this behavior comes up for me. This is why I feel this way. And that's one of the many keys to the level up. 
So let me tell you guys why I've been triggered lately. It's been a while, probably a whole month since um, I released um, Deuce Entry. Entry number Deuce. Um, and, you know, I was, I had every, every plan, transparently speaking, every plan to go and record, but then life hit. Um, so I've been having some super weird relationship dynamics lately, um, as far as, you know, just being in the, in, in, in the dating game, it's been really weird. A lot of cycles of bull, um, so yeah, this is the Cycles of BS, the dating edition. And it's it's really kind of drained my energy. Um, I'm open to dating. I'm open to relationship. But just the process of, you know, just going through the process with, you know, people who show interest, men who show interest, um, and ugh, just some of the weird stuff that comes up with it. So those dynamics have been draining. Um, and they've been triggering because it's been... It's been kind of forcing me to look at myself and patterns that I held in previous relationships and how I moved um, previously, what I don't want, what I do want, and then like asserting myself and kind of sharing those things and moving with a different level of expectation um, and intention um, with dating that ooh, kind of stresses me out a little bit, but it's necessary. So I've been triggered on that end. Um, another trigger is that one of my very, very good friends um, passed away a few weeks ago, um, and that in and of itself has been a lot. Um, so I really had to sit with that one. I really, really, really had to sit with that one. Um, reflecting on one of our last conversations, like she told me how proud she was of me, specifically about um, this podcast, and I will always take that with me um but one thing that she made me do um is she made me promise to carry on with it so that has been ringing in my head uh, along with a lot of other things that she and I talked about prior to her passing when I last saw her um before her decline happened um she said a lot and so it's it's really been sticking with me and I've been really processing through through that loss and how it's affected me personally and kind of what it's taught me um so yeah that's just that's just been a lot and you know the grief process uh, when, when you lose someone or when somebody transitions um, whether it's through death which is what happened in this case um, or just through a transition when you know a relationship dissolves loss is lost and we feel it on a number of different levels so it always hits and I'm just kind of going through the flow and allowing myself to feel what I feel but also um I couldn't I, I just could not move I, I couldn't move because of that and other reasons um that I was triggered but that was a major trigger so um shout outs to Tasha I will always love you and um I'm gonna continue to move forward and continue to move how you encouraged me to move Boom, so tribute there. Another reason I've been triggered is um, ooh, just feeling stuck and unfulfilled and restless. I get into those spaces sometimes. And I'm just like, ah, what am I supposed to be doing? I feel like I should be moving, doing, being. And um, it comes from, I guess, a core of dissatisfaction probably and just a disconnect. So on top of the weird stuff with, ah, this dating is weird. I don't know what's happening with these dudes. They out here, you know, can't be playing with these people like this. 
Um, they acting funny. On top of that, on top of losing um, my friend, on top of um, just just feeling stuck and, and unfulfilled. We move on to, ooh, now this was a major one. This is a more recent one. I was triggered by Father's Day this year. Um, I just was. Father's Day was not was not good for me because of things, because of, you know, being um, a mother who's raising my daughter primarily by myself. That hit majorly this year. And um, my, my father not being alive hit. Um, and even though he passed away when I was a teenager in high school, like, um, it, it, things just felt different this year for me. And so I had a difficult time that holiday. And if I can be honest, like, I don't really particularly care for any holiday. Um, I am working on actively changing that, especially with me being a mom. But, like, I've never really been about holidays. I just I just feel like, yeah, okay, let's, let's breeze through this. Okay, I'll go to the holiday party. I'll kick it with the people. I'll go to the celebratory events. But deep down, I'm like, mm, I would like for this to just pass as soon as possible so we can get on with regular life. But, um, yeah, so I just was triggered by Father's Day this year. So that's the sum of some of the things, the major things that have been triggering me lately. Um, and, of course, you have, you know, the, 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 the challenge with I appreciate my job, I work, but, but ultimately, this is not ultimately what I would want to be doing. You have challenges in workplaces that you got to move through and, you know, just, just do all of the things for. So... That has been a trigger as well. So just all around, there have been quite a few challenges that have just kind of put me in a space. So since we haven't had a conversation or really brought in what being triggered has to do with entrepreneurship and being a creative, it's really real. So I want to talk a little bit about how feeling triggered has challenged me as a creative. Um, because being being triggered when you're a creative and when you are producing creative projects and works and your mind is just creative in general, it takes its toll on you. So what I found for myself is that um, when I'm triggered, I lack um, inspo. I'm on edge a lot more. I may have more difficulty focusing on projects. I may have a tendency to be more critical of my quote-unquote work or um, my sleep routine may be thrown off so I may sleep more and like sleep like a log or I may be restless and just have all of this energy that I have to funnel into something but it still doesn't feel like it's enough. So you can't know all of these things. You can't have an idea of what your triggers are, how you typically respond, why you've been triggered currently or lately and how it's challenged you as it relates to your creative process and not be clear about, hey, what are you going to do to work on it? So here's what I'm doing in the present moment, like as of today to work on it and that what I have been doing even as I've been away and not with you UI audio journaling, I guess that's what we can call this. Um, I have been letting myself feel what I feel in its entirety. Like I'm working on not cutting off my feelings, not diminishing them as unimportant by 
displacing them and saying, eh, I'll think about it later. I'm letting myself feel what I feel when I feel it and letting that moment come and go and, and allowing it to pass. I'm also trying to let people, like giving them the space to be where they are as a leader and as, um, once again, an Enneagram 8. Shameless plug to go take your test. Take the free one. No, don't pay for it. No shade to the people that actually started the Enneagram Institute. Love you guys. Y'all are the goats. But go take the free test. Just do the Google search and take a free test so that you can get some more insight about your personality. Shameless plug. Commercial over. Um, but I'm trying to let people be where they are. And that's difficult for me because of my personality type and just kind of how I'm wired. I have this desire to control stuff. And so a lot of times, I, because I may be able to pinpoint something, it makes it difficult for me to let people be where they are sometimes. Sometimes I wanna bring them to where I am, or I wanna help them understand, or I want them to acknowledge they're wrong, but you can't do that. And so, I'm taking the pressure off of myself or trying to actively work on taking the pressure off of myself to bring people to where I think they should be or where I kind of know they should be because that's not my place. Next one is practicing unoffendability. Unoffendability. And yes, I made that word up. No, I don't want you to grab a dictionary. It's a real word because Bree said it was. And basically, I am working on not being able to be offended, like not taking things personal and and not getting offended when things don't go as I expect them to go, people don't respond as I expect them to respond, when I don't get the, when I don't, excuse me, get the apology, when um, things are just going crazy. I'm not offended or I'm trying to work on not being offended. Next thing I'm doing is talking through stuff. Whereas I used to shut down or ignore, act like it wasn't a thing and just not be, not be open about anything, um, but just kind of keep things bottled in to myself so I can maintain a particular stance publicly or in my relationships. I'm now talking through things, whether it's with the person, whether it's through prayer with God, whether it's to my therapist or some other trusted source, um, I'm talking through things so I can process it. I'm also letting people live and trying not to take that personally. It kind of goes hand in hand with letting people be where they are, but I can let you be where you are, but I can maybe not let you live. Like not physically let you live, but not let you live your life. So that is me practicing non-judgment. So even as I'm letting people be where they are, I am not judging where they are. And I'm trying to just be, have free allowance for it. People are who they are. They're going to be who they are. And when they show you who they are, you, you go with that. You don't try to make excuses for them. You recognize, or I'm trying to recognize that this is where they are, this is where they're going to be. And until they make, decide to make a change or um, they're inspired to make a change because of life circumstances, it is what it is. Also, we continue to go to therapy. Shameless plug again, commercial number deuce. Um, please get your life together and go. Please talk to a licensed professional about your life, even if you feel like you're in a great space. It's beautiful to be able to talk with somebody who is non-biased and doesn't have any vested interest in your life outside of them being a professional who's trained to help you get your whole entire situation together. So I'm going to continue going to therapy. It's wonderful and it's helping me with moving through these triggers. 
Next, I am practicing being present in the actual moment. I am future-minded. I am thinking about all of the things that are going to happen later on today and and, uh, next year. And when am I going to get X, Y, Z done? And that has not helped me to be present in the moment or appreciate the present moment and sit with whatever is happening, which increases whatever I'm triggered about and may also cause me to be more anxious, which is not the move. So... That is another thing that I'm doing. I'm trying to move into the space of responding rather than reacting. So responding means I'm sitting with things, I'm thinking about it for a moment before I'm just giving my instinctual response, which may or may not be favorable and may, which may or may not help me or the situation. So that's another one. And last but not least, I am finding the balance between my inner DMX and my inner Iyala, or AKA, BKA, Trilby versus Chilby. So, for context, let's flashback. I don't know, maybe I'm, I may be the only person that watches Iyala Fix My Life. Um, love her. She stresses me out sometimes with her approach, but love her. And if you watch it or if you're familiar, you may remember the episode when DMX was in a space. He was going through the things, some things, and clearly he was not able to complete his healing process on this show. Iyana was not able to fix his life. He was angry, he was abrasive, and he clearly had some life situations, major situations going on, and even though I didn't share his exact experience, I could relate to his resistance to his healing process on some level. He was absolutely triggered by Yama. Everything about everything she said, her approach, what she was asking of him, what she was requiring of him, her boundaries, her tone, everything was triggering him legit. And so I can relate to his resistance to the healing process because you're not ready until you're ready. But on the flip side, I could also relate to Iyanla because even though she's in the face of DMX who's clearly having some moments of spazzing um she stood in the face of the adverse situation and she kept telling him as calmly as she possibly could she escalated a few times and she got trill but um she kept on talking about what her intentions or expectations were of him in the process even though he was becoming more and more resistant she saw that he wasn't open to the process and she got that and she not on my watched him and she ended the process and here we are in 2019 and DMX is he appears to be praying and peaceful and my reference to that is Kanye's Sunday service he's delivering prayers he seems to be in a much better place um, and it seems like his transition and his growth has been genuine but the key is that it happened in his own time in his own way So what I can take from that is that the trill in me relates to DMX and his process and the chill in me resonates with Iyala's steady and consistent and calm but fierce approach. So I'm trying to find my balance between the trill and the chill somewhere in the middle. So I'm not too far to one end and I'm not too far to the other. And if you did not watch that episode, please find a way to get into it and I mean, I shouldn't say enjoy it because it's literally somebody's life and their pain, but for lack of a better way to put it, like, go, go learn a lesson 
go get into some things have a moment if you haven't seen it and if you have revisit it so that you can see what comes up for you so we are nearing the end of this episode and before i go i have to give you some level up lessons as it relates to trigger because there's always layers to the level up First and foremost, what I've learned through this process and where I am right now is that you got to honor and trust your process and everything that comes with it. I am learning to make room for necessary adjustments and allow myself the space and the grace to move forward. I have beat up on myself for so long and been so hard on myself um, just for not recording an episode when I thought it should be recorded. Um, But the reality is that life happened and it's gonna continue to happen. And I needed to attend to it. I give myself permission to come back, hop back on and give um, what I can give as I can give it. So take that away from your own, for your own creative process and whatever it is that you do and how you show up. Take your time, honor your process, And as you honor your process, it it will draw others to honor your process as well. Second level up lesson is you have to work through your blockages in order to grow unless you want to stay stunted. And that inspo came from my boo Nia's IG stories. Hey girl. Last level up lesson for entry three is when you're honest with yourself about where you are and what you need, what you want, You can manage yourself and things begin to fall into place. Again, this epiphany came as a result of looking at my boo, Nia's Instagram story. So once again, shout out to her because it triggered all of the positive things, all of the lessons this time. So this wrap up quote comes from none other than Iyala's book, Iyala Van Zandt, excuse me, her book, Trust, which is my current read and it's getting my whole life together. And it's just gonna give us a beautiful sum up, so get into it. The quote says, we can never really know what someone will or will not do after we declare and demonstrate trust for them. But by the same token, we will never know what each day will bring or remove from our life experience. What I have come to understand and embrace wholeheartedly is that when I trust myself, God, others, and the process of life, moment by moment, without thinking about it, if something that violates my trust happens, I always have the option, power, and ability to make a choice to do something about it or not. So with that, I say life is a moment by moment balancing act, even those we may have times and situations where we're totally triggered. Um, it's, it's important to remember that we always have the freedom and flexibility of choice to learn and lean into the trill or the chill or some place in between. So I am Brina Real, also known as, affectionately known as, Trill Anya Vincent. Ayy. And until next time, Never forget that there's layers and levels to the level up.